Hello, and welcome to EdgeGuard, a podcast where we take a closer look at games on the fringe. My name is Jordan, and with me today is my good friend Blake. Hello, Jordan. How's it going today, Blake? I'm doing quite well. Yeah, I'm a... Uh, I'm pretty excited about this game that we're going to be talking about to get today because it's a little bit... We haven't had any like truly like narrative games. Um, and this one that we're playing today is very much a narrative game. It's, uh, it's called Subsurface Circular. It's a sort of like text-based puzzle narrative game by Mike Bithell, who... Uh, I think he's most famous for Thomas is Alone. Or Thomas was alone. Thomas was alone. Was alone. Yeah. Past tense. Um, which I'll probably go play after this because I actually have never played that game before either. Um, mm. And it's supposed to be pretty good. Um, yeah, I, I haven't played that game a ton, but uh, it was cool. And I, I do actually want to clarify, it's technically by Bithel Games, not Mike true. Bithel. It's just, it's and not just If him. you look at the credits, yeah, mm-hmm. it looked like there were probably you know, 10 or 15 people that mm-hmm. helped him. He, he's kind of, it seems like the main creative force. Like he wrote the whole script mm-hmm. and uh, like designed all the, the puzzles and stuff. But uh, a lot of the art and music and other technical mm-hmm. aspects of the of the game are attributed to other people so not to yeah. sorry i just no I that's just kind of that's I, a good point because um he i mean a lot of the games we have played have been like literally designed top to bottom by one person and it's you know to be clear this game did have a, a design team yeah um, so yeah um cool well how about you uh you tell everyone kind of i guess you you sort of already did summarize it well i'll give i'll give a little bit more of like a basic summary yeah um you play as a um robot detective um sitting on some sort of futuristic subway train and basically the gist of it is um you talk to people who get on and off the train who are other robots uh and by interviewing them you piece together the details of a mystery yeah. Um, yeah. And then uh, it sort of gets like progressively more puzzly as you as you go along. Uh, each little, um, each time new people get on the on the train, uh, there's like a little conversational puzzle to it, that you have to complete in order to get the information that you want from this or that person. Yeah. So um, with regards to that, we're going to be um, sort of. We, we decided we're going to take the first half of the episode to speak about the, the way the game is generally, mm-hmm. how it plays, and some basic mm-hmm. thoughts. Uh, because since it's a narrative game and... Uh, and also a mystery the, narrative the, at that. Yeah, exactly. The, <clears throat> the puzzles are... I, as far as I know, they each have like one solution. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're, pretty, they're pretty good puzzles. So we don't want to spoil that for you. So for the first half, we're going to talk... Uh, spoiler free just kind of in general our thoughts of the game mm-hmm, and then mm-hmm. um a little later on we'll we'll give you a warning and a then warning. we'll yeah a big warning and then we'll start talking about more spoilery stuff and by all means if you find what we're saying like about the game if it sounds like something cool please stop before the sto- the spoilery part and go play it for yourself mm-hmm. because yeah. this is a really cool game and it's uh, like six dollars yeah. on steam yep it's six dollars so. on steam right now you can go buy it it probably takes two or three hours to play and um i feel like the experience will be uh much more memorable and enjoyable if uh you're going into it like at least narratively pretty much blind so mm-hmm. 
So with that, let's uh, let's like start off the conversation. What, what were your what were your first thoughts when playing this, Jordan? Um, so uh, the first thought I had when playing it is um, this this game is kind of a little bit of a different headspace. I feel like than a lot of the games we've played. Um, we've had a lot of uh, a lot of games that kind of like capture one idea um, mm-hmm. and then express that with with some some sort of mechanical. Um, thing and then we've had a few games that are just trying to be like fun um, and, and feel good to play um, but we haven't really had any games that are like primarily or largely about uh, like telling a story and constructing a, a fictional world um, so that was uh, something I was interested in um, I remember when I first started the game I was like is this going to be just literally all narrative because it wasn't entirely clear the degree to which the conversations would be like a puzzle um, mm-hmm. from the first, I guess, level, first episode, it's separated into seven yeah. parts. And um, even, and even into like, it, it takes it a while before you actually start getting puzzles. I, I honestly sort of thought it was like, just going to be sort of a twine game. Yes. A twine style. Yeah, you know, actually, just like, that's, that's a good comparison. I think he says, um, uh, that some of the ways he like structured the conversations were inspired by like twine games he's played. So, I mean, that's, that's definitely a valid comparison. Um, so I, I guess we should, we should sort of talk about like the general world that's going on here. Cause you, you mentioned that you're like a robot detective on mm-hmm. a train. <laughs> yes. Um, so basically you, the, the robots in this world all, well, I guess they don't all live underground, but you're Many underground do. on this subway and that's why it's called subservice circular. The, the, uh, train route you're on is called the circular yep. and it is subsurface under the surface and there are no humans that ride this train it is just robots that ride this train yes. it's like the robots are in service to the humans and they go underground to move around outside of the human world mm-hmm. basically actually one thing before i forget because i'm going to so i noticed that all the train track names are like computation concepts they're like all a, a f- programming things they are okay so what's circular what is that? Um, I don't think that's anything specifically okay. other than like, I mean, there are, are things that inc- include circular and programming terminology. Mm. Like, I, I think a lot of the station names, I actually took a screenshot. Oh, of this. I wonder if I can find it. <laughs> yeah. So I could look at all the names later and see if there was something connecting them other than that. They're all programming things, but they have something like null reference yeah. and like, I mean, there oh, are, yeah, I'm not like, particularly well-versed in programming and a lot of it was stuff even I knew. Like, there's a track called a for loop or, or yeah, the yeah. for loop or something. Yeah, That's here, funny. let me see if I can pull it up. Oh, come on. it's I can see it, but it's it's very small. Come on, um, show well, it to me. While you pull that up, um, uh, yeah, so the, the world is um, some ambiguous future where the robots um, live underground and sort of do a lot of the... Uh, well, all of the menial work of human society and then even some of the like non-menial work, some of the robots you encounter are like, like the equivalent of like middle-class jobs today, like a, a nanny robot, that sort of thing. Um, so, well, not, not, I guess that's not middle-class, but there's also like a psychiatrist robot, that sort of thing. So, yeah. The, and so that actually kind of brings me to one of the most interesting things about the sort of robot hierarchy in this game, mm-hmm. which is, the discrete 
levels of robot intelligence and how the robots understand their own intelligence, which is, hmm. I guess I'm not, not something I'm super familiar with, uh, like that I've seen in a lot of other, um, science fiction. I would say this is, it's sort of like a light cyberpunk. The music definitely gives you like kind mm-hmm. of a cyberpunk aesthetic. And though you don't really go up to see the city, so it's not like you don't get to see like the, the grimy human city, but it <laughs> kind of has like a, yeah. a cyberpunk kind of vibe it does um, but a little yeah a little less like um i don't know like less dystopian cy- cyber slums you know it, it's, yeah the the train seems like you know it's clean uh yeah it's shiny yeah robots have no need for slums that's true <laughs> um yes but anyway the 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 first sort of robot you meet on this train is like oh you're like a, a high level intelligence mm-hmm. i'm only a mid-level intelligence can you help me with this thing i'm incapable of comprehending it yeah uh and and this sort of yeah it was a weird thing to hear you're just like wait what and it's kind of a through line like there are other other robots that you meet when you talk to them they'll just be like oh i'm a low level i don't understand what you're talking about Mm -hmm. and also they're they're like the way they speak will be simplified um and i don't know i thought that was that was one of the things that like was most immediately engaging to me was like, Oh, I'd never thought that like, you know, once we had full on artificial intelligence, we would still have use for non, you know, lesser artificial intelligences. And then the, yeah, like those artificial intelligence would understand that there are other intelligences that are more intelligent than them. Yeah, uh, it is. Um, it is a little strange. Uh, um, and what I think is probably most interesting is that like the detectives are like the smartest or like some of the smartest. Like I think you mm-hmm. learn that like as a detective, you've been um, confined to part of the reason you never leave the train is like your programming does not let you. Uh, the idea mm-hmm. is that detectives are not allowed to leave a certain confined area because like the humans are afraid of really smart robots. So yeah. the detective can't leave the train, which... <laughs> It's sort of an elegant way to explain why it all takes place in the train. Yeah. And I I guess, how do you feel about it all taking place on the train in general? I think at first I was a little bit like, okay, well, how do you like really solve crimes if you're just sitting on a train all day? Mm -hmm. And then obviously the the way the game plays out, it's like, oh, that's how you do it. But then (laughs) it's also, there's a little bit of a suspension of disbelief that, you know, the right people are getting on the train in order for you to get the information you need. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, definitely a little bit. Um, part of it just sort of worked for me as like a genre convention. Like a lot of the, um, like a lot of detective fiction does that. Um, especially like older detective fiction, like Agatha Christie, it'll be like, you know, a murder happened in, in a country house or something. Or I guess the more obvious comparison is murder on the Orient Express, really famous detective mm. novel, literally all takes place on a train. <coughs> um, and so I, I was sort of like, equipped for that as a as a genre um but it i mean it does require a little bit of like okay i'll just go with the flow yeah definitely so i i'm curious because i actually don't um yeah you're obviously we're an english lit major in your undergrad Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. uh you're probably quite a bit more well read than i am (laughs) i i don't i don't read a ton see if (laughs) it's my turn you you know every time i have a question about programming like related to the games we played i'm like Blake, Blake has the answer. Well, yeah. I don't have the answer. No, I have turn. speculation. <laughs> but anyway, I usually just assume you're right. 
<laughs> well, you know, why do you think I feel so free to tell you stupid things? Because you think I'm right. I'll just believe you. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so were there, were there other ways in which it sort of followed uh, detective fiction? Because, I mean, I have limited experience with it. Um, um, well, I mean, the... Uh, this, that, that question might have to wait until after uh, spoiler moments. Oh, okay. Um, because I think that some of the big plot moments uh, remind me of some, like, uh, especially, like, noir detective fiction. Um, mm-hmm. I'm trying to think if there's anything else mechanically that seems like it really fits the detective vibe. I mean, a lot of detective fiction is built around conversations. Like, a lot of the exposition happens when the detectives interview someone. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's that, but that's the only other big one that jumps out to me. Okay. And that actually, that actually reminded me of something that I thought was kind of funny, which is kind of an interesting way for the game to, uh, give you a little bit of exposition. And it's, I don't even think it's like explicitly determined exposition. It's like you get to create the exposition. And that is that, uh, a good percentage of the robots that get on the train are these lower level intelligences that are supposed to be so low level that they can't even speak. Uh, mm-hmm. and they just kind of sit, they, they, they're called listeners oh, yeah. and each one of them gets on the train and they just have music playing in their ears and they just kind of bob their head in their train seat. A lot of the music is um, pretty rad though. I'm like, I'm like yeah, yeah. <laughs> I want to listen along. <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyway, if you try and talk to them, uh, all the dialogue options that, uh, <laughs> your character has, uh, the, the, the robots never respond. And so he'll just be like, Oh, where are you from? No response. And then the next one would be like, Oh, personally, I'm from here. And you could kind of just like have oh. these. And I ended, up, I ended up doing that with every single one of them. Just like at a certain point, there will be no more like ways for the conversation to go. And it'll just like kick you out of the conversation with them. But, uh, <laughs> but I still find it, oh. found it kind of like fun and interesting because, uh, it, when you talk to the first one, he's kind of like, I love these little interviews I have with low level techs, which is techs is what they, uh, yeah. this game's, T-E-K. what they refer to as, yeah, T E T E K S, mm-hmm. techs is what it refers to robots as. But anyway, it's like, I love having my little chats with low level techs. It makes me feel like the world isn't so heavy or something weird. This is your um, character saying this? Yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah. That's, it's, that's, that is a. You know, I didn't actually go very deep in the listener um, conversation trees, but that's sort of clever. It's a you know a way you can learn about your the protagonist um, without like because there wouldn't be other opportunities for that to like come up. So that's yeah, that's clever. Yeah, and it was just kind of like I don't know. It was also a little fun way to add flavor and a bit of levity mm-hmm. uh, because. Yeah. Uh, the the sort of line of inquiry you're given is that that first robot that approaches you and says, oh, I'm not smart enough to figure this out. He's like, my friend's gone missing and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I need your help to find him. And I've heard that other techs are going missing on the subsurface or something. Yep. And so you're kind of asking people about, um, you know, if they know anything about missing techs or uh or that sort of, or if they know about the specific disappearance and then it sort of brings to light, uh, sort of the tense relations between humans and techs Mm -hmm. in the city that you're in and, uh, in the world at large, maybe to a lesser extent, um, 
which some of that stuff I uh, I think we'll probably talk about more in the spoiler section. But yes, just sort yes. of broadly, there are humans in this world, and turns out the humans don't love the robots unequivocally. <laughs> Who no. would have thought? No, or vice versa. <laughs> Although most of the robots uh, seem like they have kind of a stoic um, attitude towards the, yeah. the humans. Um, yeah, like indifference almost. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I guess um, let's try to talk through all of the mechanical stuff in the spoiler free section so I, I guess the big thing um that this game does mechanically is the focus points system which mm-hmm. basically what that is is um whenever your character happens upon a new um like important piece of information uh a new conversation topic will be added to your um i guess it's like the equivalent of your inventory you have like a a set of conversation topics you can ask um, each person you interview about, um, and you can only um, access certain conversation trees after you've like gotten certain information, and that's what the focus points are. Yeah, and the game actually even explicitly calls them out to you, which was something I thought was funny, is one of the early robots you talked to, he said, oh, did you, after he, he mentions uh, something that unlocks a focus point for you, it's the first focus point you get in the game, and he goes, oh, did you just unlock a focus point? Oh, yeah, that's right. Um, and it's like certain texts have an understanding that, like, the way that the programming of the, um, <laughs> of the detective texts is that they get focus points and then they can yeah. pursue those it's it was, it was kind of a funny little at first i thought uh-huh. it was a fourth wall break and it was like a tutorial like oh you've got a focus point you can use a focus point to engage someone you're talking to to learn information about that focus point but it was actually kind of like a weird little way for the game to say like these texts have weird weirdly deep understandings of how each other work despite like mm-hmm. having lower intelligences. I don't know. It was, that was an interesting little thing. Yeah. For me. Um, but y- yeah, that, that, um, that's not the only time that the game does that thing of like where the mechanics of the game also exist within like the world of the game. Um, I mm-hmm. think when, uh, what was it? I had a, I had a time that that happens. Um, well, it's uh, the hint system, right? Yes. The hint system. About? That's right. Uh, yeah. when you, uh, um, there, during some of the puzzles, there's like automated, I forget what it's called. I never used it, um, but it was called like automated deductive system or something. And mm-hmm. like uh, the game will help point out the, the information you need to be looking at. Yeah. Um, and the, the idea the, is that your, your detective um, bot turns on his like super processing detective mode or whatever. And uh, mm-hmm. did you ever Which use it? Kind of, um, I used it once uh, because I thought, uh, I, I don't want to spoil it. I used it on the first puzzle because I wanted to see, I wanted to make sure that that's what that was, uh, that oh, the, gotcha. uh, internal, I kind of wanted to see how it worked. Um, had you already like solved the puzzle when you turned it on? No, like no, actually, oh, uh, I was, I was close well, we can talk about this more in the spoiler section, sure, but I, sure. I basically had, I had solved what the thing was. I just hadn't actually reached the solution, but anyway, yeah, yeah. It, it was interesting clicking that because basically what happens is, uh, all the puzzles still play out as you're still using conversation to solve them. Uh, for the most part, it's not just like, 
conversation, conversation, conversation. Okay, here's like a Tetris puzzle that you have to do. Like, no, they're they're all within the text and you're kind of talking to people to try and figure out what uh, the solution is. Mm-hmm. And um, so one of the text options becomes, hmm, this is tough. I should put on my super deduction thing. And even once you do that, uh, he just says something vague like, hmm, I wonder if this might be something that could be helpful. And I didn't follow it oh, further because I wanted to solve the, the puzzle first. But I'm curious if it gives you more and more uh, like explicit hints. Because the first one was like pretty vague. It was actually like it kind of reminded me of something um, – you, someone might give you in like a job interview uh with like because for oh, like leading computer, questions well not quite like com- for computer scientists it's really common for like brain teasers or like problem solving questions to oh, be really? part of an interview huh. yeah and a lot of and a lot of uh a lot of times like that the interviewer doesn't necessarily want you to know the trick right away because a lot of them just kind of have like a trick that's like oh here's how you solve it uh they want you to arrive there with them and kind of like ask questions to help you get there so it kind of felt Uh, like like, it's like it's like i'm an interview and i'm stuck and they say well maybe you should think about number (laughs) systems or something weird like that huh Um, that's interesting um yeah i mean it seemed like so the the game actually had two hint systems, right? Like there was literally a hint button in the top right corner that you could click on if you were ever uh, like. So really I'm relatively stuck. certain those two 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 things do the same function. Oh, uh, that I did not know. I thought yeah, that it was like I'm, the top right one gave you a specific hint for where you're at, and then the automated th- one was specific to the conversations, but. I th- I think they do the same thing. I'm not I'm not sure. I never I clicked the hint button up in the corner just to uh, see what it was. I thought it was mm-hmm. gonna be like options or something at first, and yeah, it's all like same. this is the hint button. If you press it normally, uh, then it'll give you a hint for mm-hmm. the puzzles. Yeah, but I actually. Although, <laughs> oh, go ahead. One thing I would know is that that uh, hint button only appears during times when there's a puzzle. So I think it serves the same function. Okay, that makes mm-hmm. sense. Um. One thing that I thought was uh, a little bit funny was when you click on the hint button, like in the very beginning of the game, it like mm-hmm. tells you what it does, and then it says something like, um, "It's perfectly okay to use this," or something like that. It's like the game will just go on like normal; you won't have broken anything. It's just to help you if you're stuck. I'm, I just thought it was funny that the game wanted to like make you feel better about using hints. Yeah, I mean, it's specifically it's like it's like. Uh, I think it says something along the lines of it's here to help you if my puzzles are too annoying yeah, or something true. like that. Turn, like like it's the, almost self-deprecating. Yeah. <laughs> like be like, hey, maybe these puzzles are like kind of stupid and don't li-, which I don't think they're stupid. I think they're pretty good. I don't um, either. I, I like them. Even there's one puzzle where I, I had to like get out a piece of paper and uh, write it out. And a lot of times when I'm playing puzzle games, that can, that's a dangerous place to go because then I'm really close to getting too frustrated with it. But, I, uh, oh. I did not get too frustrated at all with that. I was like, I'm going to solve this. Yeah, I'm relatively certain I know which puzzle that is, and uh, I did yeah. the same thing. Um, but anyway, is there... Uh, let's, um, I have one other sort of big topic that I want to talk about, non-spoiler. Is there anything else that you wanted to talk about, um, non-spoilery? No, I, d- I don't think so. Let's, let's hear yours. Okay, so, so my big one uh, was that this, this game obviously builds like a an interesting world with cool fiction, Mm -hmm. but something it does that I 
thought made it stand out from other games that have a cool, interesting world was that uh, a lot of times you'll be having a conversation with someone and they'll like offhand mention something and it becomes a focus point. Then you ask them about it. And then there are three things. Usually there's like a follow up that's like, okay, I asked you about this. Uh, and this is sort of where the conversation is leading. And then there's a, there will be one or two more that are usually kind of like non sequiturs, like your robot being like, Oh, but, uh, how does that function with this other part of the world? And, I thought it was, and if you pick one option, you can't go back. Like you don't get the options again. Um, So it's kind of like, well, I can either try and further my investigation or I can learn more about this world. And I thought it was, it was, it made the, the dialogue choices feel a lot more meaningful than in other games that do similar dialogue trees which Mm -hmm. is that i like it's like oh man i want to know more about this world but also i have like a specific goal in mind and also these people have like limited patience and they'll get Mm -hmm. sick of your shit if you just ask them too many questions and some of them are predisposed to not like you and there are and that sort of thing yeah there is and there are moments when that becomes like uh you really do have to be careful what you say to this person because that will affect um what you can what you can talk to them about. Um, yeah. Yeah. I was actually thinking, uh, my, my sort of like default, um, uh, model for how conversation and games work is a uh, Knights of the Republic. Um, and okay. this game doesn't do very much of the thing where that Knights of the Republic does where it like, uh, you can ask of them about one thing and then there's always a, a final dialogue option you have that says, but let's go back to that other topic or something like that. And you can always uh-huh. go back to the, the thing, uh, you had the option to talk about earlier. So you can like, explore every option um and I, this game didn't i don't actually think it did that a ton like um, once you've gone down uh like a, one path the conversation has moved on yeah and that you you mentioned knights of the old republic and it's funny because the thing my biggest touch point was the mass effect series yep. which i mean where a lot of like it's yeah similar. it's basically an extension yeah. where basically you you reach a point in a conversation where it's like all right now i'm at the port part where i just ask them a bunch of things i think usually there will mm-hmm. be like an investigate option and then there will be like five or six things yep. and you just go down the list asking them about every one uh mm-hmm. and this is like the polar opposite of that i think a game like mass effect wants you to like revel in like exploring the nuance of their worlds and all the cool shit they came up with and this game was just kind of like Mm. well you could ask this person a bunch of questions but they're gonna get sick of you and they already don't like you so like move on Mm -hmm. the i Um, mean the the exception is the focus points which you can for the most part always like mm -hmm. go back to and ask in any order but i mean early in the game you only have like two three three. of them yeah so yeah um and the the one uh i'm actually curious if i don't know if this will i don't i don't think this is a spoiler but the the there was one in particular like why i noted that you couldn't go back and ask is because there was one that i really wanted to click on but it was like a total non sequitur and it was uh so you're asking someone about like human on tech violence or something Mm -hmm. and they offhandedly mentioned that humans don't like it uh like don't trust us because we don't have faces and then your character can say why don't we have faces or you can keep sort of your line of questioning that actually has to do Mm. and i and i really wanted to ask why don't we have faces but i I forgot what the 
no i forgot what the other uh thing was but i was like no this is too important i can't ask oh, about the faces i asked do you want do you want to know the, the answer yeah i'm get? curious yeah they mm-hmm. say um that it's because of the uncanny valley it says something like uh early oh, in okay. in in this world early in the development of robots people just found robots with faces way too unsettling um mm. so they decided that uh they would just make them like humanoid shapes, but without faces. Um, which, um, I thought was, I mean, they still look a little like eerily human in an uncanny way, but I guess not as much as maybe they would if they had faces. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, but anyway, with that, uh, I think we're probably just about done with, uh, the non spoiler section. Wouldn't you say? Uh, I think so. Um, all right. Well, before we move on to the spoiler section, I'm going to uh, introduce our next game that we'll be playing next week. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's called Like Roots in the Soil. Um, you can find it on Itch.io. Uh, that's itch.io. If you're not familiar, it's a website where you can. Uh, f- it's like an online game market marketplace. Mm-hmm. It's where we find many of the games. It's totally free to play. Um, and it's a, it's a very short game. I've, I've actually already played it. It'll, it takes just a couple minutes and it's, uh, it's really interesting. It's got a very nice art style and it's, uh, mm-hmm. sort of a direct experience. But anyway, so if you're interested in checking that out, uh, definitely go do that. I'll talk about it again at the very end of the episode, but for now it's spoiler time. So if you, if you, if, 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 if you want to play the game, turn off now, go away. Yeah. If turn any part of this game has sounded interested, please please go play this game uh, because we want, we want you to support the creator and I think we both really enjoy it. And Mm -hmm. some of our, uh, at least some of my favorite things are things that are spoilery. So even if the game has, if we, even if we haven't totally sold you on the game, I think you should still uh, give it a shot. It's only Uh, six bucks and takes like two and a half hours. So like, mm -hmm. and I, I don't know about you, but I'm, likely to play it again specifically because of those additional dialogue options like the things that i didn't get to learn mm-hmm. getting to learn them a second yeah, time. i already have a little bit um because oh. it lets you revisit specific chapters so you don't have to go through the whole oh yeah, yeah i didn't even think of that anyway here we go spoiler time let's go okay so so much power where to start um so one thing that i was thinking of when we were talking about uh how this world um one of the themes of this world is uh like humans being automated and work being automated, um, mm-hmm. which sort of puts it in conversation with uh, a game we played a few weeks ago. It is as if you were doing work. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, one of the themes of how automation works in this game is like everyone is kind of a little bummed by it because the, the, like, the robots that you encounter on the, um, on the bus, are not, or not the bus, on the train, are not like, for the most part, they're not just like, doing factory jobs or something like that you encounter like a psychiatrist a nurse a priest even they've like automated yeah. being a priest um so uh one of the the revelations at the end of the game is that like humans have gotten really dissatisfied with the fact that uh all of the jobs that they found meaning in are taken by machines um and i was thinking about that and that that sort of dynamic is like interestingly paralleled in the way that the uh, hint mechanic works because mm-hmm. like uh, the hint is sort of like automating the puzzle for you in a way, mm-hmm. right? Like it's, it's kind of doing the puzzle for you. Um, and I remember being like, Oh, but I just, you know, even if it's really hard, 
I just I just want to solve it. Um, mm-hmm. I just think it'd be more fun to solve it. And like in, in a way, it's like I was doing sort of the thing that um, the, the humans in this world are feeling. They're like, I, I mean, you could do it for me, but what if I just want to be a priest? Yeah, it, that actually sounds kind of like uh, uh, it's, what's the game called? A theory of game design. It's the it's the famous uh, game design book by Raph Coster. Raph Coster. I'm not sure exactly how you say his name, hmm. uh, but it's like it's. I had to read it for a game design class, and it's like one of the most famous because it's like pretty easy to read. And I I don't really agree with everything that goes on in that book, mm-hmm. but uh, mm-hmm. one of the things he specifically says is like. Uh, the, the fundamental thing of play is that it's actually work and that if you Uh, aren't having to work at something and learn at it, then you do not feel excited by it. And, uh, therefore it is not fun. Hmm. Uh, which is, I, I, I find to be true many times. Like, I mean, think about every like shitty lifeless job you had most uh-huh. of the time the reason i think that it was shitty and lifeless is because it just wasn't hard like a certain things cannot be interesting to you but i think if something's interesting to you and on top of that it challenges your brain and makes you like think really hard the satisfaction of solving it is much mm-hmm. greater yeah that seems right to me um and the that um i feel like that that line between like play and work is very um it's like uh, it's very unstable because I think that the fact that play is also in a way work and effort and difficulty mm-hmm. uh, is part of the reason why like games can be so enraging or infuriating in a way that like few other media can like uh, I, I sometimes it just like I've, I've like watch a video of someone rage quitting a game and I'm like it is just a weird weird thing when you think about it that like someone is throwing something across their house because they've uh, failed at a game that like literally will not affect them in the rest of their life yeah but it's like the yeah. it's like just but i felt it i've been there like if mm-hmm. when you're like really invested in a puzzle or uh, a challenge in a game and you just can't get it it's just like so infuriating yeah yeah i i think i think that's absolutely the the case that it's just like the reason games are games and not work is because they are the right amount of work to engage your mind, but not to make you feel like you're working. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. and also I think something to do with like interactivity and like choosing to interact with a game is, uh, mm-hmm. like the big part of it. I think that's another game design book. Uh, oh, what's it called? Uh, I can't think of of the one. Actually, maybe I have it right here. Uh, anyway, it doesn't matter. Uh, but the author, um, she's she's a woman, and she says something about uh, the the thing that makes something a game is you choosing to interact with it. That's like what how we broadly hmm. define like video games or something is like the player the player does not have to engage it; they are choosing to engage with it. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, that makes sense. Anyway. I mean, I think that's um, part of what makes uh, it is as if you're going work so like clever is like it's really only a game because you're doing it for fun. Yeah. <laughs> yep. If you're assigned to do it, that could get horrifying very fast. Yeah, definitely. Um, but um, to uh, to jump back to the the um, plot of it is as if you were or not. Now I'm getting these games mixed up in my mind. <laughs> to jump Sub-surface back to circular. Subsurface Circular. Um, 
What, um, do we want to talk about like the actual, any of the actual like big reveals of the game? Well, yeah, I think, I think that's the point of doing the spoiler section is that we can talk about all the solutions of the puzzles and talk about the big twist. Okay. Well, let's just, let's just go with them in order then. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, so I guess the first like true puzzle would be the one where you encounter the tech that has the messed up communication system right mm. or is it like a puzzle bef- i feel like there's an episode nope. before that but nope that's the main puzzle. that's okay. like the first puzzle yeah okay so, so basically yeah yeah this this tech you encounter him and uh all his you can talk to him but all his responses are like just gibberish you can't read them uh and then he has uh a sort of a companion tech that's with him that is supposed to be his lover and I guess something we mm-hmm. didn't talk about is how like each tech, when you go up to like, when you go to talk to them, it tells you what their job is. Yeah. And so this, this, this one tech, her job is just lover. Mm-hmm. And it's and just like, I am a lover robot. That's, I think that's like the first like, uh, job description where I was like, what? Like the first yeah. few were pretty straightforward. You have, you're a detective, you encounter a mechanic or whatever, uh-huh. uh, that sort of thing. And then you, running to her and saying, what is yeah, that? Yeah. You hit the lever. You're like, what? Uh, <laughs> but like anyway, she's what is this? Yeah. She's like, Oh, she's like, Oh yeah. My, my lover, his, his language thing gets broken. Sometimes I can reset it, but I don't want to violate his trust. So you have to tell me the password. It's three letters. Mm-hmm. What is the first letter? And so you kind of have to try and read through the garbled text that is coming from this robot. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and try and find a way to get the, I mean, hopefully if you're listening to this, you've played it. (laughs) Uh, so you, you should know. Um, so I'm curious, Jordan, if you, how, how you found the solution. Um, how did I find the solution? Oh, I find, found the solution. Um, I was a little, I, so I went through each of the options and he was just like, spitting text back at me and I was like, okay, so clearly I have to figure out how to decode his text. Um, I wasn't, at first I didn't realize that you could just get it just by looking at it. I thought there was going to be something mechanical I had to do. Mm -hmm. Um, And then how I finally realized it is I went back and forth between her and him like two or three times and I didn't have any new dialogue options. Um, Mm -hmm. And then just in going back and forth that many times, I just noticed that the format of his responses to the questions you ask him were like literally the exact same as the format of the questions you were asking him. So like you'd ask him a question that was one word and he would Mm -hmm. respond with one word uh, with a question mark at the end. And then I was like, Oh, wait a minute. And so then I counted how many letters and I was like, Oh, it's the same number of letters. That must be that he's just repeating what you're saying. Oh, really? I did not. I never put that together. What? How do you solve it? So, this is this is actually weird. My that's why I wanted to ask you because the way I solved it is so I saw it and basically like you said every time you ask him something he responds the same thing every time. Mm-hmm. So I saw that the first word of the first thing he asks had this it's sort of a pattern that I know from Twitter <laughs> which is weird. What? But there's a guy that I follow who he'll watch stuff and he doesn't want to spoil it for people. So what he'll do is he'll write out the tweet and then he'll encode it using, he calls it rot 13. So it's basically this system where you rotate, you take a word, a string of 
characters of letters and you rotate them 13 letters down the alphabet yeah yeah so it just looks like it looks like gobbledygook <laughs> but then mm-hmm. you take it into a translator and rotate <laughs> it back the 13 and then you get out like the spoiler so he uses that to discuss spoilers with his followers without spoiling everyone it's actually kind of cool and so yeah. i recognized what it had is it had like q h f f B or something and what I recognized is that when you see like two letters like the FF next to each other that's almost always an EE or an OO that has been rotated and so uh, I actually like went to the the ROT13 website it's like ROT13.com Uh, and I put in that and it wasn't a word and I tried that a bunch of them until finally rot 26, which is rotating all the way back around to the letter before it right. is what or gets you also there. Just like backwards rotating one. But. Yeah. Yeah. But, but even, even before I did that, uh, I realized that he would say, um, like there were two different things that you could say to him to get, uh, like three all capital letters back. So it would be like everything's in lowercase and then there's three all capital yep. letters. And one of the message prompts is HPC. So I think that's how I actually figured out the number of steps it was. Is it's that's the letter before because uh, he gives you back IQD and that's just HPC, oh, but each with yeah. one letter before. And yeah. then you go back and do that to the first thing that he says, which is uh, ends up being huh. cat. So you, you yeah. basically brute forced it. You like you like considered every shift uh, until well, you. Not really. I considered a few different shifts and then I was like, okay, this is stupid. I should actually figure it out. And then I went and, and then that's when I found like the, if you ask him about HPC, Mm -hmm. you get back IQD and then I'm like, oh, okay. So it's just the one before. Yeah. So you you never um, noticed that, um, this is for all of his questions, but I think for like four of five of the questions you can ask him, he will just repeat what you say, but garbled. Nope. I did not know that. Uh, So I I noticed that and then realized I could just decode it that way. And then same thing. And I saw his response that has the three capital letters, not for HPC, but for the the cat thing. Yeah, the actual cat cat thing. Hmm. That's cool. It's cool that there's like so many different ways. Well, there's a few different ways for a person to arrive at the same solution. So um, with that, I think we're ready to talk about the next like big puzzle, which is the uh, the priest telling he said, okay, I'll. you're trying to get some information from him. Whoa, I whoa, whoa, whoa. If I remember right, the priest happens after the detectives. Is the priest the last one? Yeah, the priest I is the, the last one before you meet Red. I, I thought the, the detectives was the last one. No. Maybe you're right. The priest oh. is the last okay, one. Okay, cool. Well, let's talk about the detectives then. Yeah, the detectives were so cool. They were cool. I like that one a lot. So basically, you, um, uh, I forget. You send a message. So this, it, it turns out that um, this investigation you've been doing uh, um, is under, you know, you're kind of doing it on your own, going rogue and just uh, investigating these missing texts without being ordered to do so. Uh, and eventually you found enough that you're like, maybe I should tell my superiors who are just called management. Um, and you tell them and then they, uh, so uh, they are like, whoa, 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 whoa. Uh, there were detectives that were already assigned to this. And then you have to talk to these detectives who Mm. are already investigating the case. Yeah. So actually before we talk about it, sorry, I'm just going to go a little bit off of something you mentioned, which was that you have to upload basically actually it's after that first puzzle, you decode that first puzzle. And then that guy ends up being like, Hey, I'm an up, I'm a communications thing. Do you want to upload your stuff to management? Mm -hmm. Um, 
Uh, do you know if that is optional? <gasps> That's oh, you know what? Because I, th- I never because checked. It, because it definitely asks you if you want to do it. Um, I did it because I th- I was like, oh, you probably have to do this to pr- progress. But I'm curious for a second playthrough oh. if you can just not send it. My guess is, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if like the detectives show up either way. But it sort of plays. It are, it sort of ties in because there's also a mechanic. Uh, of the detectives where uh, they will know if you lied to them mm-hmm. because you sent the data. Uh, uh, maybe. And so I'm, I'm curious. I'm guess, here's my guess. Mm-hmm. You, you don't have to send it, but if mm-hmm. you don't, you encounter the detectives anyway. Maybe something else. Absolutely. Happens to make you I think, I think that's right. And they don't have anything to cross reference, whether you're lying mm-hmm. uh, when they in, uh, interrogate you. Yeah. That's interesting. So, so now my question is, did you lie to them at all? I did. Um, I lied to them almost entirely uh, <laughs> because I was like, I was like, I don't trust, uh, I don't trust these guys. I did all this work; they didn't do anything. Mm-hmm. Um, management seems uh, they seem sketchy, so uh, I'm, I'm gonna lie. And I think I lied on almost every option I was given, wow. except for my name, because like that's yeah ridiculous. Um, that's funny because I mostly told the truth did you tell the truth about using the secret code to reprogram other robots? that's the one that i lied about okay <laughs> and that's something that we haven't talked about either is the the you get the the secret code that is like mm-hmm. the thing you say to robots to put them in diagnostic mm-hmm. modes you can it's like in Westworld uh when yeah. they like put the robots and they're like what have you been doing agnes i don't remember <laughs> Westworld. whatever agnes. doesn't matter <laughs> Isn't that one of the characters? What's the main like I'm, blonde robot? I don't think it's Agnes. I I'm not gonna remember. She, she has some kind of old timey name. No, I'm just kidding. No, okay. <laughs> anyway, um, and uh, that's sort of an interesting thing too. Is that they'll like some robots? You'll be like, hey, uh, Turing's number 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 number, and yeah, they're yeah. like, they're like, hey man, what the fuck? We're hey, having a good conversation, dude. Like, <laughs> like that's kind of fucked up. I'm a per. I'm a, I'm a robot. You asshole. <laughs> Yeah, seriously. I thought that was fun. There were a few times when I wanted to just see what would happen if I tried to reprogram someone. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was like, ah, it's just, I don't want to be a jerk. This person seems cool. Yeah, yeah I, I stopped doing it uh, unless, like, there were, de- there were some points where you had to do it to progress. But mm-hmm. I stopped doing it because I think the first person I did it to that I, you didn't have to was the nanny. And she was like, she got really offended and it made me feel bad. <laughs> I don't think I did it to the nanny. Oh, it was uh, sad. She was I, like, she was like, I thought we were just having a nice conversation. Now you're trying to reprogram me. Like that's, that's really rude. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's just a game. I thought I could do everything I want without I repercussions. <laughs> that's so funny. Um, <laughs> did you try reprogramming the, you meet like the other maintenance robot and it's the, like the not intelligent one. Did you try reprogramming him? Wait, which, which one you meet him later? And he's like, it's like right before you meet the detectives, he's not like important. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's like, Oh, you met another maintenance tech. That's weird that he was smart. I'm a maintenance tech and I'm dumb. Oh yeah. Yeah. When you're like, uh, is it the old man one? Oh no. Cause no, the old no, man, the elder one will, will just say, you'll be like, Hey, here's the secret code. And he's like, man, I'm too old. They didn't have that when I was a robot, when I was born. <laughs> 
And then no, I think I know which one you're talking about where it's just like, I'm too low level to have that yep. sort of functionality. It like, it like starts the sequence. It's like 10%, 20%, 30%. It's like, there's nothing to reset. <laughs> so, yeah, oh, wow. I forgot about that. <laughs> He's like, uh, no, it's, you thought you did this so that you could uh, communicate with me on a more basic level. This is as complex as my communication gets. I'm very stupid. <laughs> uh, that guy was funny. He's a nice little... <laughs> little comic relief yeah i feel like this game does a good job of like having like there's a netflix and chill joke in there (laughs) (laughs) there's like some some funny little like it has Uh, some nice little asides for like your weird cyberpunk uh, like kind of dystopia dystopia light let's say yeah but ambiguous dystopia okay but we we, way off the we're really talking about the detectives way off the rails Mm -hmm. um detectives uh the puzzle there um, is basically so they interview you and you have the option of whether or not to like tell the truth or lie, and then um, if you want to get more information out of them, uh, it turns out that these two detectives are like linked emotionally. So the the one that asks the questions is like the the one that does all the it does the investigations and it has another robot that basically like feels emotions for it. So it doesn't emotional get, like, support is what it calls it. Is that what it's called? Okay, so it doesn't get uh, like too stressed or too like mm-hmm. angry. Um, so in order to get uh, answers from them, you have to like provoke an emotional response from the emotional support robot that will put the investigation robot in a mood to give you the information you want. Um, yeah, and this this ends up being pretty cool. How, how did you feel about it? Uh, I thought it was uh, I thought it was fun. I mean, it was not it was, as far as the like puzzle puzzles go. It was pretty. Um, pretty easy but i felt mm-hmm. like it was it was satisfying to work through because it was just like fun when you when you like realize like oh i could make him inquisitive by telling him this and like mm-hmm. uh, i thought that was fun i actually like i so when i was just like trying all the prompts on the emotional robot i used mm-hmm. the the turing reprogram code um mm-hmm. and made it mad and i did not realize that that mattered at all and i like went mm-hmm. and kept playing for like five or ten more minutes before i was like oh i needed to make them mad mm, see it's like totally accidental that i figured that out they were already mad to me because i talked to the other one first and the other one's like hey man you fucking lied to me you scumbag like <laughs> fuck you and i was like i was like oh i'm sorry and then and then i went and talked to the other one and i accidentally made him unmad by being like hey man they're making a lot of robots and he's like sure are i love robots i am one and oh, then, yeah. and then I was like, um, actually humans hate robots. They beat them up. And he's like, I am horribly sad. <laughs> and then I go over the other t- detective and I'm like, are you sad? And he's like, I'm bummed out, man. <laughs> but, and, and at first I thought it sort of thought it was going to be kind of one dimensional. It's just like you, uh, I thought you just sort of had to manipulate the emotions once to get all you wanted out of it. But there are basically each emotion they they have to be in each emotional mindset for you to get one more piece of the puzzle and Mm -hmm. you have to get all the pieces to move forward and in order to get some of the emotions you have to already have certain information yeah like the only way to get them in the intrigued um state of mind i think is is that you make them angry yeah and then what do you get them angry and then they they bring up the number of missing robots they bring up the number 16 16. that's right yeah and then you can Uh use 16 on the emotional robot to get a new emotional response and then one of the questions you ask the other this is a little fun fact about the game i uh i did the developer commentary and basically how that works is you play through the game again with uh another robot who's just like standing in the background and you can talk to and will like tell you 
uh, stuff about the game. And if you ask him about 16, <laughs> it's just like Mike Bethel. Uh, Mike Beth- Beth- No, not Bethel. Mike Bethel. And he's mm-hmm. like, uh, yeah, I don't know. I just needed a number. <laughs> <laughs> just a number so yeah it's just i thought my first thought was like maybe it has to do with um like uh multiples of eight or something uh, it's like, a power of two which is two, programming yeah. stuff so you gotta know all your powers of two jordan mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i i don't know that many of them <laughs> yeah i i don't want to brag but i know my powers of two pretty oh, well yeah. how far can you go you can go like uh 10 uh 22, 20 48 I can go, uh, I don't know. I, I used to be better, uh, back when like I was taking classes where, uh, the actual places mattered more, like sort of low level architecture classes. I could probably Mm. go up to like two to the 10th or maybe two to the 11th even, but not anymore. I I can't. (laughs) Yeah. I'm I'm hot shit. Okay. Look Um, look at those numbers. But anyway, is is there anything else you had on like the, uh, um, the sort of detective puzzle or are you ready to talk about the priest um, puzzle? I don't think I had anything. Um, let's, let's go to the priest. That one was fun. Yeah. Um, the, the, the priest one was the hardest one for me. Uh, yes, me too. Uh, do you want to, I mean, I don't know how much we could really do to summarize that one. You really have to read it in order for oh, it to make absolutely. any sense at all. Yeah. And ideally people who get to this point will have played it, but if you mm-hmm. didn't, if you're just a listener, just to listen, um, basically, uh, this priest, you're trying to get some information from him. I forget exactly what. Well, you're and trying to, so there's a priest and a soldier in the train and soldiers mm. like, I have something to confess, but I'll only tell it to a priest. And I don't remember why, but he doesn't, he won't tell it to the priest that's sitting right there. Um, so you have, you have to, to pretend uh, to be a priest. You have to pretend to be a priest. And in order to get the like special priest, like, um, yeah, procedure uh, is you have to talk to the, the priest. Yeah, apparently in robot priests, all it takes to be a robot priest is how to know which three questions to ask <laughs> to in to like start off. Uh, but but anyway, so you're trying to get the the procedure from the priest. He's like, okay, I'll help you if you listen to this story and then answer. You have to pay attention. He's like, I, I need to know that you're listening. So then he basically reads off this little story about these four different robots, and it's sort of a, a brain teaser, and that it just gives you. Uh, different details about each robot, but never the same detail. Mm-hmm. It's like it's like this robot is the tallest robot is purple, mm-hmm. and then it's like Kai, the black robot, is a was carpenter. a carpenter yeah. or something along that lines. And mm-hmm. you basically, and then his line of questioning, he asks the specific job of one of the robots, and then he asks the color of another, and like which is tallest or which is mm-hmm. anyway. Um, and so, yeah, that one definitely took me like, I, I wrote down, um, luckily it lets you like go back and look at the chat logs for the things he said. So I just wrote down all the names and I just did like deductive reasoning, like wrote for sure the information I knew. And then Mm -hmm. like just going back and forth and crossing things out. And, uh, it was, that was a, I liked that one. That one was, that one was definitely tough. I, for a second, I thought I was stumped. And I was just like, okay, I think this is right. But they're basically, I would write a a question mark. I would like write like tallest question mark next to a name. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I just like half of them were question marks. But then I went and the first two were correct. 
because he'll tell you if an answer is wrong if you like put it in and it's wrong he'll be like no that's wrong you clearly weren't listening let me tell you the story again so mm-hmm. i got to the the last one and i answered it wrong the first time and but then because the first time was wrong i knew that the second time i knew exactly gotcha. what it was yeah, yeah so. i um i did something similar where i was like i'm pretty sure it's this um and then i ended up being right um, there you go yeah, yeah, definitely. If I would have been wrong the second time, I would have had to like take a break though, because I was a little bit. Uh, it felt kind of like uh, in Portal or some similar puzzle game where you just kind of get to that point where it's like my brain energy is gone. I need to. Yeah, leave I, I did. I, I like. Just I did reach a point where I had like stared at it so long. I was like, okay, I have to just like Put guess because in. I'm like, yeah, I'm uh, I'm almost stumped. But yeah, that one was fun. Uh, it's pretty satisfying when you you get yeah. it right too. That one was maybe of all the puzzles in this game the most like. Uh, like narratively tenuous like okay wait a minute you oh, like, okay, ask yeah. me a logic puzzle to see if i was listening i must you must answer me these <laughs> riddles three <laughs> what is your name <laughs> what is your quest no <laughs> i mean th- what? Th- that's a sort of like little easter egg that i, I could see this game having absolutely what is the airspeed velocity of an unladen <laughs> swallow uh, uh, african or european swallow <laughs> boom we like Monty Python. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, but uh, anyway, is there anything other about that? Or are you ready to talk about like the sort of big end game reveal? Um, I think, I think I'm, I'm ready for the reveal. That's like the real, real last puzzle because uh, the, the final level is more just about like revelations and decisions, uh, mm-hmm. not, not solving anything. Um, mm-hmm. Which, uh, do you want to you want to summarize what the revelation is? Sure. So so basically, you've been investigating the disappearances of these robots, and when you end with the detective robots, basically what they've decided is that uh, the disappearances weren't actually disappearances. It's that the number of robots that were being increased, uh, they they'd increased productions on the number of robots, but they. We had there was a rounding error and so mm-hmm. they thought that 16 robots were missing when it really was that they hadn't increased production by they they had increased production by 16 less than you thought so they were uh they weren't producing all the robots that they thought they were supposed to produce but mm-hmm. no actual robots were going missing but then what you find to actually be the case is that they were producing those extra robots and they have been for some time and they are building a robot army that is waiting outside the uh, outside the city to start a revolution, mm-hmm. but it is not a robot revolution. It is a human revolution with robot um, soldiers. <laughs> with robot soldiers, which is something we actually sort of sort of didn't talk about. Which is that in it's only in this specific city, not in the whole world, that robots can't be owned. Like they aren't property. But mm-hmm. they are owned and managed by the state, so by the government. Yeah, yeah they're it, like they're not private property, but they're still sort of like yeah, they're not like free free. They're like no, no, yeah, they're owned and operated by the government yeah. for all intents and purposes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so basically, what these humans are saying is that humans are too greedy and self serving to be in control of robots who are clearly superior to us and will replace us 
in certain ways. So instead of letting humans serve their own interests and automate everything, we want to overthrow the humans that are managing everyone and let robots manage us because they are Mm -hmm. way better at this sort of like the huge numbers and statistics and they have no self-interest. Yeah. So, it's like, like automate like politics basically like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, the, Which, the managerial class and this, this strange, like ambiguously communist society or something, uh, mm-hmm. is like, um, n- now they'll be replaced by like robots who will just like ensure the smooth functioning of everything. And I think what the, the robot says like then humans go go back to the jobs they love or something like that, which mm-hmm. are like all, all like a, uh, like just middle-class jobs, like professor, nurse, mm-hmm. priest, presumably. Yeah. So, so how did you feel about the, the sort of reveal, like the twist of like why they wanted this revolution? Mm-hmm. Um, so this is the moment I was talking about when I said, there's another thing that seems kind of like, um, familiar as far as mystery genres go. Um, Mm -hmm. And I've been trying to think of a specific example, and I haven't been able to. I know as soon as we finish recording, I'll be able to think of one. But, like, Mm -hmm. the the plot where the the protagonist has uncovered a a huge conspiracy, and then Mm -hmm. at the end, um, the the person who's been running the conspiracy uh, confronts the investigator and says, like, oh, but actually the the conspiracy is not, um, maybe not as bad as you think. Uh, mm-hmm. Let me explain my side of things, and then like the heroes left with a choice. I feel like mm-hmm. that's a that's a. I mean, pretty. I don't. I don't want to say which game it is, but there's a game that you and I both played very recently that had a sort of similar. I oh, guess God. in that in that game it wasn't really a choice. It was just sort of like you uncover a big conspiracy, and then at the end, you you sort of think you're the bad guy the whole time, and then. Yo, we'll talk about this after. I don't want to. Uh, <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> Wait, enough um, spoilers for one episode. <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah. So, but but what was um, unusual for this uh, game is I like, I, I you know usually when the the quote unquote villain the the mastermind behind everything is like oh but this is why I did it I'm like okay mm-hmm. but I'm still not on your side like mm-hmm. this time I was like okay that's a you're you're making some points. Yeah, I'm, I'm compelled by this argument. Yeah, um, so I I guess we should be clear that the reason that all of this is being revealed to you is that the first robot that asked you like, "Help, I'm not smart. Please uh <laughs> find my friend." Like he is the one who has kind of been instrumental in this and he gets back on the train and it's like, "Okay, so I said this to you so that you could learn all this information and you can you could learn about this conspiracy." And the reason I wanted you to do it is because I don't think I'm intelligent enough to make the decision of whether or not this is yep. the right thing for this city. Are you ready to make that decision? Yep. And then you, you have the choice of whether or not to shoot yourself or shoot him. Uh, because I guess I'm free. Why you have to shoot yourself is because you, Oh, right. Like if, if you get off the train, then, um, like management, management will, will, uh, when they're like, reassigning you they will find this out because they'll upload your Scrub mind your or data whatever. yeah yeah um so what did you pick uh i shot myself i, I did that too was, i thought that was a it seemed like the right like narratively it seemed like the right one um the i felt like w- what little we had seen of management so far they were they were dubious at best mm-hmm. um 
And I mean, like in theory, it also sounds like, like, like the idea of like the, the, the running of like the infrastructure of society being totally automated, like in, in theory, that seems like a very compelling world. Like one where mm-hmm. just everything kind of like just sorts itself out automatically. And then humans are free to like do what interests them. Mm-hmm. I was like, that seems like a good world. Yeah. Um, I mean, it almost is sort of leading toward, I mean, you sort of mentioned that the, uh, the world is maybe implicitly communist and I'm, I'm not sure that I got that vibe, but the well, sort I, of the I got ending. The imp- yes. The ending was, sort was of that very much so of like, because like the reason that communism never worked is because the self-interest of too many people are what would go away. So it's like in a perfect world, communism would work very well for everyone, but we live in a very not perfect world. And this, I feel like was kind of like them solving for the imperfection with, but what if robots were the ones there instead of people so that humans could just do their own thing and Mm -hmm. be happy on their own and that they wouldn't have to worry that their interests weren't being represented because the interests of the whole were unequivocally unequivocally being represented because robots don't have the Mm self-interest. Yeah. That, um, it did seem like management was supposed to be standing in for kind of like a, uh, like, central planning state in the style of like the Soviet union or something. Um, mm-hmm. And then the idea was that you, you by um, allowing the robots to like remove management, you were like realizing the, the, the utopia that whatever revolution causes world, the utopia that it was supposed to create, you're like making it happen for real this time. For real. Yeah. One, one thing that occurred to me though, um, is um, it's a little, I don't know if this is quite a contradiction, but it, it seemed like the reason why um, Red wants believes that this would be a better world is because robots are um, like they're unbiased and uh, not self interested. But like mm-hmm. the weird thing is, like all the robots you met, um, you know, they're not like exactly humans, but they're very mm-hmm. human like. Um, like they kind of have like personalities and desires and like you, you meet the two robots that like are like madly in love with each other. And then you, uh, um, you meet like a robot, the, the like stock trader one, who's just like totally arrogant and thinks, thinks he's better than everyone else. And I'm like, mm, oh, oh, yeah, wait a minute. Asshole. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he was an asshole, but I'm like, well, wait a minute. If like all these robots are, are this humanoid, are they really like, like yeah. truly unbiased in, and, in the way that red thinks they are. Uh-huh. And I think like further off of that, the sort of as this smart detective robot that you are playing, you willfully choose to investigate your own because normally it's like all my man, all of my cases come from management. Management says do this. Yeah, yeah. And like the engaging with the case in this game is your choice and is sort of like a willful thing. And so and red sort of implies that the robot that the robots that will be set to be take the place of management will be even smarter than you like the the smartest AIs in the world. And in this world that sort of builds the smartest AIs as the most human like in many ways. So Mm -hmm. it's, it's, I don't know. It's, there are a few little holes in it, but for, for the most part, I thought it was like a good twist and Mm -hmm. I enjoyed it. And yeah, and the other thing that was sort of like I am, um, y- you get a lot of options to uh, t- 
talk to Red about the implications of either choice. Mm-hmm. And one of the thing that, things that Red points out is that, like, uh, if this revolution happens, um, it, it'll be, like, the equivalent of robots being automated in that, like, all the managerial robots will get, like, way more power, but all of the mm-hmm. nurse robots, the priest robots, the et cetera, et cetera robots will they'll be out of a job. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. they'll stop being produced. Yeah. Um, which is sort of a, a funny inverse. Yeah. And, and also he makes sure to let you know that the cost of life, both human and robot will be great on either, yeah. either way. Yeah. He's like, either way, there's going to be some kind of war. Like either yeah. the, either management's gonna, what did he say specifically? Like they're going to send some drones and, uh, and wipe out the revolution or the revolution's going to like violently overthrow management. Like one way yeah. or the other, there will be a war. Yeah. And I think it, I don't know. I think it phrases it something as like, we have to try. I think uh, that's something that your character says. If you choose the path of like, I'm going Mm -hmm. to off myself so that this revolution can be carried out. I think Uh your character says something along the lines of like, yeah, the cost will be great, but we have to try. Like there's, there could be something better for this world. Like, relations between humans and robots like Mm -hmm. we can exist together and the relations don't have to be so Mm -hmm. tense you know Um, the third option that i kind of was looking for is like you know so automate management but like why why can't the robots also just go on you know doing what they're passionate mm -hmm. about like why why can't the nurse robots continue being nurses in addition to humans like just have a lot of nurses or something. Yeah. I don't see, know. I, I, you, I sort of got the implication that they would be allowed to continue as they were. I think oh, really? what, yeah, I think what, uh, I guess this is maybe up to interpretation, but to me, it seemed like, uh, management was going to like keep growing and growing the use of robots and people were just upset that they would be replaced whole cloth. Mm. Uh, whereas if the growth was, uh, like kept at bay, then humans and robots could interact, mm-hmm. you know, in a way yeah. that was more equal. And I mean, I, I guess, I mean, obviously we're not given like a, a comprehensive document for how this society would run. But, uh-huh. um, I, I assume that if like the management of society is automated, presumably that means that like, I don't know, is this like a universal basic income world? Like everyone just has, doesn't have to worry about their material possessions because that's just handled by the robots, I guess. And then you yeah. can you can just do whatever you're passionate about. Yeah, it's hard to know. It's sort of that's another thing I like is that the game just sort of it doesn't tell you whether anything was successful or not. It just sort of presents the ideas and then lets mm-hmm. you choose who to shoot. And then it's like, all right, I'm out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's um, true. It literally ends something I enjoy. the moment you shoot yourself. I guess yeah, we don't I know th- how it ends when you shoot him. We should have. Yeah, we should have tried. Yeah, it. I I think there's a good chance that I'll play through this game a second time, especially yeah. now that I know the solutions to the puzzles and it'll be like a lot easier. And I want to check out the commentary mode because I know Gone yeah, Home has a con- commentary mode, and it was I loved playing through that game a second time. Yeah, the um, commentary mode is not like it plays like a recording of his voice in the background. It's just mm-hmm. that there is that extra robot that you can talk to at any point mm-hmm. in the game. And then okay. we, when you get the focus points, you can ask him about the focus points and I'll give a little more detail about something uh, okay. related to it. Yeah. There you go. All right. Well, on that note, are you ready to, uh, to give the people one last, like, you know, say goodbye? 
Uh, yeah, I think we've uh, we've talked about um, we've had a pretty long conversation for this. Yeah, uh, game, pretty so thorough. It's probably about time to sign off. Um, yep. We already mentioned it earlier, but uh, next week's game, like Roots in the Soil, uh, play it. It's free. Doesn't take that long. Um, Super short, five minutes. That's, that's what we'll be talking about uh, next time. Yep. And uh, if you are still listening and you haven't played Subsurface Circular. Oh God! What have you done? Horrible spoilers! But can't believe you've done this. I can't believe you've done this, but you should still play it. Uh, really great. Yeah, and you should also uh, follow us on Twitter uh, yeah, because there's cool stuff going on there, and we uh, tweet out links to all the games we play, so you don't even have to find them yourself. You just follow mm-hmm. us, and then it's just yep, like, yep. hey man, updates every Sunday. Yeah. yeah. So with that, we will talk to you next week. <laughs>